Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the club and happy new year. I cannot believe it is 2020. It's a new year. It's a new decade and it's so excited. And I just want to like throw our minds open to the possibility of the absolute best that can happen this year in our lives. You know, um, I'm a self-improvement junkie, and I kind of feel like you might be a little bit too, because you're my people, you are here. Um, You know, and going into a new year is when we're really amped up about self-improvement, especially in our health, you know, getting our bodies into shape. You know, I'm all about that, obviously. Um, We're starting Feast of Fast this week, and it's just going to be a game changer for people's health. But what I want to talk about today is just something more broad. It's using your God-given imagination to dream about the best that can happen this year. Doesn't that just sound lovely? The best that can happen. It's different, a little different from goal setting. I know we're all like setting goals, what we want to happen. This is a little different from that because how can you even set goals if you haven't taken the time to dream about your best life? Okay, I hope I'm already kind of jogging your brain with some thoughts about what that means for you. But by the end of today's podcast, you'll definitely be thinking about some specific best case scenarios. Um, You know, so many of us are constantly thinking about the worst that can happen. And that's just sad. And it's not befitting of who we are as Christians. We have been given the capacity and the encouragement to dream big, to have hope for the best future, to believe that God is for us and that with him in our plans, all things are possible. This is biblical, y'all. And are you even stretching your brain to imagine the best things for yourself? Part of what draws me to self-improvement It's just pushing past the boundaries of what I think is possible. You know, um, it's definitely been a journey for me over the years to get over limiting beliefs and thinking that I'm worthy of stepping out and doing something just fun and, you know, bigger and different, really just kind of different from what I expected my life to be. And over the years, I've gravitated toward teachers that inspired me to do this, to think bigger and to challenge me about whether or not I even like the life that I'm living, you know? And if not, then what is it that I do want? And I would ask you the same. Do you even like the life that you're living? I remember reading a set of questions in the book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. 
um, and that this has been probably, oh, three or four years ago. And it really made me think about the kind of life I want to live. You know, he's talking about or really getting focused on the kind of work you do and spending your time in your best way. And so he asked you to kind of dream big and think big about what you want in your life and how you're going to spend time, you know, doing that. Um, and so there's a set of questions in the book and honestly, it felt so self-indulgent to answer those questions. And I think that's why a lot of us don't spend time in our imaginations considering the best that can happen. And, you know, it feels self-indulgent or greedy or silly, you know, or impossible. And so why even bother? Many of us haven't used our imaginations in a positive way since we were kids. And kids are amazing in their imaginations. It's re- it's really such a beautiful thing to see in our children. I mean, my oldest son is just, he blows my mind in his imagination. I mean, I just, I see him making something come to life that's going to, you know, something that he imagines he wants so bad. He lives in his imagination about, he loves aviation. He wants to be a pilot. And he lives so hard in his mind and his imagination about that. I mean, I just have no doubt that he will achieve everything he wants to in that. And so we kind of lose that sense of imagination, though, as we get older. You know, we don't allow ourselves imagination. We don't carve out the time or give ourselves that permission to think about our best life and what that would look like. You know, because as kids, you know, we dream about the job we're going to have and the person we'll marry and having kids and the kind of house we want to live in. But then we get those things and we're just, we stop. We stop dreaming about what we want life to look like, what we'd like it to look like. We don't dream past that. And it's just, it's kind of sad, you know. But this is the this is the only life we've got. Well, I mean, the only earthly life we've got, right? We'll have the perfect life in heaven. But I mean, in the meantime, God doesn't mean us to just sit around in misery and not enjoy this gift of life that he has given us. You know, I love John 10.10. Jesus came that we may have life and have it abundantly. And, um, you know, I know that means eternal life. But, you know, I truly believe when we, we pray the Lord's Prayer, you know, to have to, to just have on earth and in heaven. You know, and I want to have the best life I can have on earth and in heaven. And I don't want to waste precious, beautiful time of life thinking about the worst things that can happen um, or not living my life to the fullest. You know, I don't want to go to my grave with all of this potential still inside of me and regret not trying things, you know, because I was too fearful to dream big and then try it. I heard some speakers say along the way, you want to know where the you can find the most potential in the world? In the cemetery. Oh, isn't that the worst thought? That meant so many people die and go to their graves with all of their potential, all of their dreams, their best life still inside them that they never got to live out. You know, there's another... Um, I can't remember who says these things. Again, I've read so many things over the years um, that I, I, I feel bad quoting these people, not giving them um, the credit. But there's another, some other person that said, don't die with your music still inside of you. You know, your music is your dreams. Your music 
is your special gifts from God, you know, that, that he's given you. Your music is the love that he's put inside of you to share with the world. You know, my little piece of trying to encourage people to do that is just to help them feel better and health, you know. Um, and also, I think that when we are healthier, we, uh, we let ourselves dream a little bit bigger, okay? Um, but I just want you to remember that, you know, we have to keep in mind, we are a child of the almighty God. We are Christians. We are his children. And we are just meant to take his light and shine it into this world. And part of that is just taking this gift of life and living the best life that we can have. So I want to do... Um, do for you what some of the teachers that I follow have done for me. You know, I listen to so many podcasts, um, read lots of books on this topic. I'm in a life coaching group that teaches um, how to self-coach yourself to a better life, to really get in your head and think about these things. Um, and I'm going to link to some of these resources. There are so, you know, have so many, but just a few of these that really have to do with imagination. Um, and I will link to those in the show notes. Okay, so when I say I'm linking it to the show notes, if you go to my website and look under the title of this podcast, The Best That Can Happen, um, everything will be there. Okay, so I've linked to a few teachings um, from Andrew Womack, who is the, um, who runs the Karis Bible College, and he has got such great free audio um sermons and just different inspirational um, talks. And he has one specifically that's about not limiting God and about imagination. And he really links it to scripture. And I've listened to that so many times. So I link to that in the show notes so you can find it. Um, I've linked to a few podcasts from my life coach, Brooke Castillo. Um, and I've linked to the four hour workweek book, which is pretty cool. And um, also there is a download of some of the questions I'm going to ask you today. Okay, so as we get later on here in the podcast, I've just, I've got some questions to kind of jog your brain to make you think about this, make you think a little bit bigger about how your life can be different and how it could be, um, you know, the best that could happen. So you can think about those answers when we go through them, but I really want to encourage you to, to go and get the answers, um, and excuse me, get the questions under the show notes so you can write them down. I promise it will do for you what it did for me. Um, when I first, so some of the questions, you know, I took from that Tim Ferriss book, and then I've added some of my own. Some of them you're probably familiar with. You've probably heard other people ask them, but it's just about 10 questions. And when you really sit down and take the time to answer them, it feels like a little person inside of your head, pushing at the walls of your brain and just trying to stretch it, you know, and I love that. Self-improvement is so much about just pushing against, um, pushing against those walls of our brain, expanding it, and just getting past the, the limitations, you know, that our brain gives us. So you can go to the show notes and get all of that stuff. Um, but before we get to some of those questions, I just want to share with you um, some super cool verses from the Bible. What I have loved over the years is that this self-improvement journey is really what has driven me deeper into God's word. Because pretty much everything I come across in the self-help space can be found in some way in the Bible. I mean, it is the ultimate self-improvement book, you know, and I, I want that to be my ultimate resource. And so I take in all of this information that, you know, teachers offer, all of these other 
outer resources that I um, I utilize, but then I try to set it in some biblical context to make sure that I'm on the right track and keeping God first in the process. You know, ultimately, I want to glorify him in my life. And, um, you know, I feel that you do too. You're here. You're, we hang out together each week. We want to be healthy in spirit, mind, and body. And all of this, this encompasses all of this, what we're talking about today. Um, it has been such a gift for me you know, to get past thinking of the Bible as some stuffy book of rules. And just because I just know so many people who think of it that way, you know. Um, and now just to really look at it as like a secret treasure, the secret treasure self help book, you know, and giving you all of these beautiful gems of how to live the best life possible. So I just want to go through a couple of verses, you know, that have to do with imagination and thoughts and kind of expanding our brains a little bit. And the first one comes from Second Corinthians um, 10. And it says, cast down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, you know, we got to think of our imagination, it is a powerful tool. God has given us the opportunity, the ability, and the free will to use our minds in the most extraordinary way, all right? Humans are the only creatures with this capacity to, to think beyond what's right in front of, you know, to think beyond what's right in front of us, you know, to imagine different scenarios in our head. I mean, your dog can't do that, right? <laughs> we have special brains. Um that do amazing things and we just we don't even fully utilize it it's like having an iphone and not really this i'm totally guilty of this having an iphone or even my mac um my macbook pro i don't even utilize it to its fullest capability you know learn all of everything it can possibly do it's kind of like that with our brains you know in our imagination is such a powerful part of our brain that we just kind of let go dormant, you know, in childhood, like after childhood, like I said, um, but it is such a gift that we want to use. And when we imagine something, it's using our thoughts to form a mental picture, you know, and we can form a picture um, of what's to come of, you know, envisioning the future. And often what we do in our imagination is kind of rehearse possible scenarios, right? We use our imagination to do that. And so the thing is, is that you can imagine something amazing or you can imagine something horrible. You can imagine success or failure. I mean, neither one has happened yet. You get to decide what you rehearse in your brain. This is your free will. The problem is the enemy thrives on keeping you focused on the worst possible scenario on the worst that can happen. We let our brains spend way too much time on that instead of the best that can happen. And that is what I want you to think about today. You know, you got to examine your imagination and bring into captivity. Okay, like this verse from Second Corinthians says, bring into captivity the thoughts that don't align with who you are in Christ. Are you envisioning the worst or the best for yourself or even your children? Are you full of fear and worry 
or hope and belief? Do you imagine the absolute best things happening in your life? Choose to imagine the future that you want, not the future that you don't want. Because here is the thing, and there is some interesting, crazy science behind this, but it tends to go the way that you imagine it. Okay? That's really important. Oh, I could spend hours here talking about all of the <laughs> scripture um, that would kind of back that up and the science that would back that up, you know? And what I find so interesting is that everything that comes out in science is like it's just catching up with everything that the Bible tells us already. It's, you know, another reason, like the Bible is a self-help book, but um, it's the best self-help book. And science tries to, you know, tease out, is really starting to tease out all of the ways that the brain works and how the way we think and our thoughts really drive the way that we live. I mean, honey, the Bible been telling us that forever, you know? The way he thinks is the way that he will be, Proverbs 4.23, I believe. Um, and so the Bible, um, again, our best resource for our best living. So I want to say that again, choose to imagine the future that you want, not the future you don't want, because it tends to go the way you imagine it. So the Bible tells us, you know, to focus on thoughts that are good. You know, we have to bat down what the enemy is trying to fill our heads with. And that is a daily thing. And we have to be real intentional about that. But, you know, Paul tells us in Philippians, we want to keep our thoughts and our imagination on what is true on what is honorable, on what is just and pure and lovely and commendable and excellent and things that are worthy of praise. I mean, I just love that. I love all of that. You know, I really just, what jumps out at me is just being excellent and just thinking of lovely things. I just I want to fill my brain with that. You know, when we think on a higher plane like that, it helps us live on a higher plane. You know, as Christians, we have this opportunity to operate at a level beyond what the world recognizes as normal or even possible. You know, don't you want a life that is lovely and excellent? Well, what does that mean to you? It's one thing I want you to think about. What does that mean to you? What it means to you is going to be different than what it means to me, right? And that's okay. But you need to think about that for yourself. What is the best that could possibly happen to you this year and in your life, okay? All right, now, this one is my favorite imagination verse, and it comes from Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, okay? As Christians, we have the ability to do more than we will ever realize. I mean, ever. I don't think we ever really understand that until we get to heaven. You know, I've read several books and listened to, listened to some audiobooks and, and different things of um, people who have had NDEs or near-death experiences um, and, you know, had that experience of going to heaven. And there's just this this peace and this understanding that they have of what 
you know, life really could have looked like, um, you know, and that it's just not supposed to be so hard, such a struggle, you know, and that just, there is just so much here for us more than we will ever realize. And I think that um, we will really understand it when we get to heaven, but here on earth, we just, you know, we kind of walk around with a little cup, you know, we ask God to bless us and, um, you know, give us our best life, but we kind of hold out a cup when he really what he wants to do is like gush a Niagara Falls of blessings on you, <laughs> you know, like our container, which is our mind, that's not our imagination is not big enough to hold the bounty that's kind of what this verse says to me. Let me say it, read it again. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. You know, so we live, we live in this cup size and mentality. I mean, God is looking to fill an ocean, you know, and sometimes I think that we'll get that, we'll get these little inklings of big dreams in our heart. And then we just kind of, hmm. Again, we kind of bat them away because we think they're impossible or, you know, just unrealistic or self-indulgent or whatever it may be. But you know what it could be is it might be God trying to increase the size of your container. You know, the angel inside your brain trying to stretch it out so that you can receive, um, receive something more, something bigger to imagine and think about, you know, and in that maybe it's God trying to work through you as an instrument of, of his glory. So just, just don't, don't fail ahead. I heard that somewhere. And I love that. Like, don't fail ahead of time. Don't talk yourself out of dreaming big or, you know, really, this can apply to um, the context I heard it in was with somebody trying to change their health and their diet and, you know, lose weight and, you know, we fail ahead of time, I'll never be able to do that. So don't we don't even try. But you've got to be able to believe it and conceive it in your brain before it can ever happen. And that's really what imagination is, is, is conceiving something in your brain, dreaming about it, thinking about it, is it possible just imagining the possibility that it can happen? That's where it begins. And the thing is, what we can't do in our own strength, we can do in his. I mean, you are his beloved child and he wants great things for you more than you can imagine. So at least allow yourself to imagine the best, you know, and then just lean in and allow him to supernaturally fill the gap between what you think is possible and what is possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is just what is so miraculous about um, being a Christian, you know, and that Jesus came he is our kingdom connector. He is what allows us to just kind of straddle this life between earth and heaven. You know, we have this, I think of Jacob's ladder, you know, as Christ being that ladder. Um, and just being that connection that we, you know, have that ability to um, be connected to heaven while we're here on earth. And we have that Holy Spirit inside of us, you know, and that's possible because Jesus came to give us that. And yet we don't even, we don't tap into that. We don't, we don't just dream big enough to allow the Holy Spirit to, to do that work within us. 
Okay, so important. So um, I'm just going to read you some questions to get your brain jogged a little bit. And these are going to sound just really kind of surfacey. Again, they're going to sound self-indulgent, maybe even greedy. You know, like, I don't know, too greedy to, to want more than I have. I, I've lived a lot of my life like that because I've had a really good life. You know, I haven't any, had anything terrible happen to me. And I spent a lot of my life um, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, my life is good. You know, it's been too good. There's other people suffering, and why is my life so good? Really struggled with that growing up, and that's been part of my spiritual walk is um, not thinking that way. And that's not to mean that bad things can't happen because we are humans, and we, we do live here on earth, and that's what happens. But I'm not going to go around imagining that. That doesn't serve me. That doesn't serve God, you know? It doesn't serve my almighty God to go around waiting for the other shoe to drop to think, you know, something's going to happen. Um, and so I just want to um, just make you think, you know, about better things and think about a better life and just give you this space and this permission to think about that. It's okay. It's okay to dream about a really great life and the best things that can happen. So here are just a few. I mean, they kind of go along with some of your daily um, daily things, which, you know, life is a day-by-day process. And so I want you to consider that, you know, we, life is better when it's lived better on the daily. And so some of the, some of these things apply to that. And some of them are a little bit bigger than that, but okay. So I'm going to go through these and I want you to think about your answer to them as I go. But again, I really want you to go download the little, um, the little guide so that you can see them all and really write out the answers and think about it and, and understand yourself and what, what it means to you to live your best life. So um, here's one that we've all heard of, you know, and I think it's a good one to start with. If there's no way that you could fail, you would blank. If there's no way you could fail, what would you do? If you could go back and choose a different career, it would be what? You know, I think these answers give us some insight about our interests and our passions. And so I think those are good to recognize in our gifts. Okay. If I had $10 million in the bank, I would spend my days doing what? How would your, how would you spend your days differently? Like if you weren't worrying about money, how would you spend your day? Again, insights about your passions and what, what interests you. My perfect work day looks like what? Are you working in an office? Are you working from home? Are you on the computer? Are you outside? I mean, there's just could be anything, but what does that look like for you? What's your perfect work day? My perfect vacation day would be what? Mine's going to involve a beach, I can tell you that. Some people would be um, maybe on a boat, some people, you know, fishing, some people's might be um, touring different sites of the world, you know, just everybody's a little bit different. Again, it's so important to identify what's the best that could happen for you. If time weren't an issue, I'd do more of blank. Time, a lot of us are short on time. But if it weren't an issue and you could find some time, what would you do more of? And, you know, sometimes that gives us some 
some clues into maybe how we should structure our time to better honor um, what we love. You know, I think as busy moms, man, we don't take time for ourselves. For some of you, if time weren't an issue, I'd work out more. I mean, some of you know, it might be like that. And that's really important. That's something that's important to make time for or go grocery shopping or cook, you know. Um, if there's one thing I could do better, it would be blank. If I could change one habit, it would be this. If I wasn't embarrassed to try, I would do this. See, at one point, that would have been, if I wasn't embarrassed to try, I would do a podcast. Right? I'm like, who am I to do a podcast? You know? I mean, the thought of it in my brain, I batted it down for quite a while. And then it just kept being there in my brain. You know, I'm like, I'm too embarrassed. I mean, first of all, who am I? Who's going to listen to me? What if people listen to me and think I'm stupid? <laughs> you know, a lot of that. But, you know, that's one of the things where I felt like, you know, God's in my brain stretching it out. And I cannot let it go. And then if you listen to the very first podcast I ever did where I shared with you like the very clear sign I got about doing a podcast, then I was like, oh, man, well, I got to now. Okay, but at one point, I never thought that would ever happen. So if you weren't embarrassed to try, what would you do? Okay, the next one. I love to learn about blank. What do you love to learn about? You know, I mean, eight, nine years ago, 10 years ago, I loved to learn about nutrition. I just read about it because I loved it. Never, never had a plan to become a nutritionist. I just loved it. And so I carved out time to, you know, to make time for that, to read about it. And look what happened. <laughs> okay, I am happiest when I am blank. Now, one thing, when you're filling these out, what I want you to do is to not think about what you should put in there, okay? I'm happiest when I blank. I think in some of these answers, you might put in what you think you should say. I am happiest when I'm with my children. I mean, yes, that makes us happy. Sometimes it makes me really frustrated. But I can tell you one of the things that makes me most happy is to get up and have coffee and sit and read, you know, read some scripture and just think about my day. And what I'm spending more of doing now is thinking about things like this, the best that can happen and having that quiet time. And it is just one of the happiest things that I do for myself. Yes, I'm happy when I'm with my children and my family, but I just don't want you to feel, feel like that's all you can write in these spaces, okay? This is just about being true to what um, these answers mean to you. Okay, this one's probably my favorite question. If I had a magic fairy assistant, I would give him or her this to do. You know, at one point in my life, I was like, if I had a magic fairy assistant, they would clean my house. I cannot stand cleaning my house, and it takes up a lot of time. 
Um, and I just get too frustrated because it's, you know, dirty two seconds later. And I take that really personally. <laughs> and so one of the best things that I did was hire somebody to help, you know, have a house cleaner that comes in. And I, I love her so much. Every time she's here, I, I seriously, I thank God for her. I am just, I thank God for her, truly. She makes my life just so much better that she's in it and she helps and she does that. Okay, so um, that was one. And if I had one now, well, let's see, what would that be? I don't know. I, I, I do have a magic fairy assistant and her name's Carly and she helps me do a lot. God brought her to me as well. So I'm so grateful for her. My dream vacation would be to go to where? Where do you want to go? Like if just your absolute dream I, w I want to know these answers. We, I wish y'all would share some of these answers with me. Like maybe um, maybe in the uh, podcast review, just like where is your, where's your dream vacation? I always imagine going and staying in one of those little like huts out over the, in Fiji, like you see out over the ocean, like on stilts, those little huts. Oh, that just sounds amazing. Okay, the last one. If I could make one incredible memory of a lifetime, it would be what? What would that be for you? I'm not positive what that would be for me. I'd have to sit down and think about it, but it would definitely involve my family and definitely involve some travel. I would just have to think more about where that is. But okay, those are the questions. And again, they're all written out. I would love for you to think about them more and flesh them out. Really, um, really give it some thought, okay? And then some of those might help you make your goals for the year, you know, knowing like what, and you can add your own questions, you know, maybe I think we should add a question on there. What's the best that could happen this year? What, what's the number one best thing that could happen? For some of you, it might be to lose weight, you know, finally lose that 15, 20, 30 pounds, or, you know, even more that you've wanted to lose. Um, the best that could happen, maybe it's going on a dream vacation. The best that can happen, maybe you um, you start a new job or move to a new city, right? There's just, there's so much possibility. I would love to know that too. What is the absolute best that could happen for you this year? You know, y'all, I mean, we're on earth just such a short time. We have this earthly life such a short time. Why not dream big and lot, let God take it to the next level? I mean, he... He loves to bless our socks off. He really does. You know, again, don't put out a cup when he wants to, you know, fill an ocean. Think bigger, dream bigger, and let him take it to the next level. Okay, also on that, um, the sheet with all the questions and some of this other information, um, I have a few Bible verses for you to go look up. Some other ones that inspire me, just kind of these big vision verses. Um, and I'm not going to tell you what they are. I'll tell you the, the address, like Luke 12, 32 and Malachi 310. Just a few that when I read them, I just, I'm, I'm like fist bump, like, yeah, you know, it's like these little gems I uncovered that just like make my heart feel so full of hope and expectation and that God is good and has good plans and just, you know, wants the absolute best for me. I love to reinforce that in reading scripture. And so I have some of those. I did this with my, um, I did this for my godson the other day. I wrote my godson a letter 
And at the end of it, I told him to go look up Jeremiah 29:11. Now a lot of us know what that is. Um, it is for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. But my sweet baby godson, he's having, he's having some, you know, kind of going through a hard time right now. And so I wrote him a letter and told him that as his godmother, it is my job to um, pray for him and to remind him to rely on God. And so I just kind of shared some thoughts with him and, um, and then also told him to go look that scripture up. And so I hope he takes it to his mom, who's also my best friend, and says, hey, mom, Tia told me to look up Jeremiah 29, 11. Can you get the Bible and help me look that up? You know, that's my goal. And so it's also my goal by giving you some of these other scriptures that you'll, um, you'll go and look them up, um, any of the ones we talked about today, but some of these other ones as well. Look them up. Get in the word. Unearth some of these beautiful treasures um, that God has for you of this wonderful life um, that we already have, but that um, that he can do immeasurably more with, more than we could ever ask or imagine. Thank y'all so much for dreaming bigger with me today. My hope and my prayer and my wish for you is that the absolute best can happen to you this year, that all your dreams can come true, that all your goals happen, and that you just live your best life and don't leave any of your music inside of you now in, in this new year, in this new decade or ever. You know, get it out now. Share it with the world. Be the light of the Lord in this world. All right, my friends, have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.